You're listening to The Word of Hope, a radio ministry of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Our preacher is Pastor Brian Wolfmuller with today's Word of Hope. In the name of Jesus, Amen. Dear Duran and dear Baptized, Your baptism is a death and a resurrection, as St. Paul writes this. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ... We're baptized into his death. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. You see, baptism then overcomes sin and the devil and even death. And this is because Jesus is the one who baptizes. It's Jesus who gives the gift of baptism. Jesus who does baptism. And, and, and everything that Jesus does is a fighting against death. In fact, the entire ministry of Jesus is nothing other than this. An assault on death and all the things that cause death and come from death. His, his, his incarnation, His birth, His teaching, His miracles, His death on the cross, His resurrection, His ascension, all of it is a head-on assault on death. And in fact, I think this is a good place for us to consider the text this morning, a good place to begin with this simple fact, Jesus does not like death. It seems like a simple thing, but this undoes a lot of myths that we are prone to, to thinking, or at least hearing nowadays, like this. Death is natural. Wrong. It's unnatural. Never intended by God. Or how about this? It's just part of life. No! It's the opposite of life. (laughs) It's death. We start singing along with Elton John from The Lion King about the circle of life and all of this kind of nonsense. No! God did not create us to die. Or how about this? We have to learn to accept death to come to grips with it. Jesus didn't. And no one around Jesus ever dies. Or at least, no one around Jesus ever stays dead. And people knew that. I mean, consider Jairus in the the Gospel, the, the ruler, the text says, whose daughter has died. And he goes looking for who? For whom? For Jesus. Because he knew that Jesus didn't like death. He should have stayed at home. I mean, if you can imagine, just imagine this text. Imagine that, that God forbid you're at home and you're, you're mourning the loss of a child. And especially these days, in the days of Jesus, the, the, the people would come, everyone in the neighborhood, all your family, all your friends, and you would also, you would hire people to come as well. You would hire uh, musicians to come, choirs to come and sing. The text says that uh, Jarius had flute players that were there playing the flute. And, 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 and everyone would come and they would be mourning. And you should probably be there. But not this man. Not today. Because he was not content with death. He should have been there welcoming the people, opening the door for them, letting all of his friends and family comfort him. But instead, he was out in the street looking for Jesus. And he finds him. 
While Jesus was saying these things, behold, a ruler came in and knelt before him, saying, My daughter's just died. Come, lay your hand on her, and she'll live. Now, how did he know this? I don't wonder if Jesus would have looked at him and asked him that very same question. How do you know that? But he doesn't. Jesus just stands up from the midst of the crowd that he was ready to teach and he he stands up and he follows this man to his house. And the text is almost like the disciples are confused and they stand up and follow after him as, as well. He's going to answer this man's prayer to resuscitate his daughter because Jesus doesn't like death. And he brings life wherever he goes. And he's going to bring life to the ruler's home. The text continues. When Jesus came to the ruler's house and saw the flute players and the crowd making a commotion, he said to them, Go away. This girl is not dead. She's asleep. And they laughed at him. But when the crowd was thrown out, Jesus went and took this girl by the hand, and the girl arose. You see, what Jesus said, it has to be this way. The man's daughter has to be raised. The woman who comes crying to Jesus has to have her son raised. The centurion's servant must be raised. Lazarus has to come out of the grave because with Jesus is life and with him is power over death. But, but, while in the Gospel we read of all of these people who were raised from the dead, none of them were resurrected. That is to say, all of these people that Jesus raised would die again. Lazarus, for example, is not still walking around the earth. This girl that Jesus raised in the text today would have another funeral one day, and this is because there is a deeper reality to death. You see, death is not just our bodies getting old, our hearts getting weak the disease overpowering us, or the disaster catching up to us. Death is not just physical. There is a spiritual reality to death. It it began right in the garden. Do you remember this? The Lord says to Adam, on the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. Paul says it like this. The wages of sin is death. Do you see then, dear saints, that we do not die because we get old. We die because we are sinners. Paul says, this is Romans 5, verse 12. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, so death spread to all men because all sinned. Do you see that Jesus with a word can keep your heart beating? Jesus, with a word of power, can keep your body moving around. But death eventually catches up to you, or you catch up to death, not because, again, your body wears out, but because you are a sinner. So a different solution is needed from Jesus. Not an act of power, but instead an act of sacrifice. This is why, in the end, it's not enough for Jesus to simply raise with a word the daughter of this ruler, he has to die for her. And he did. And it is not enough for Jesus to answer your prayer for daily bread. He has to die for you. 
And he did. He forgives you all your sins. So that his death now is your life. He he suffers the punishment for your sin. That is, not just your death, but also the wrath that you deserve from God on the other side of death. He takes that for you. The wages of sin is death, and it's Jesus who cashed your paycheck. <laughs> so that you can have his the wages of his righteousness, which is eternal eternal life. In fact, this, this is the terrifying thing about death itself. It is not just the stopping of our heart, the breathing out of our last breath, but it is what waits for us on the other side of death. That's the terrifying part. It's appointed for man once to die and then to be judged, as the Scriptures say. And it's that judgment that frightens us because after all, if we were stood up with all of our sins, we would be judged guilty and condemned. Paul writes it like this, the sting of death is sin. And the strength of sin is the law because you're guilty. The bad thing about dying is that judgment waits on the other side. But listen, not anymore. Not for you. Not for the Lord's baptized. Jesus has been judged in your place, the guilt that you have was put on him. And so you have passed, says Jesus, from death to life, from condemnation to eternal life, from sin to forgiveness, from terror to comfort, from darkness to light. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus didn't like death. But his love for you was greater than his hatred for the grave. His love for this is stuck. His love for you was greater than his hatred of death. So he takes your death and he dies it. He takes the wrath that you deserve and he suffers it. He takes your sin. And He carries it. So that now your death is asleep. Don't weep, Jesus says. She's not dead, but sleeping. And don't weep, Jesus says, to you because of your death and the death of all those that you love. Those who die in the Lord are not dead, but sleeping. Because Jesus has assaulted death, and He's won. The cross proves it. The empty tomb proves it. The ascension to the right hand of the Father proves it. And your baptism proves it. For here in the font, in the water, And in the Word, Jesus has delivered you from sin, from the power of the devil, and from death itself. And He gives you their life, life that lasts forever. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized with Him into His death? 
We were buried, therefore, with Him by baptism into death in order that just as Jesus was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. And as we walk through this valley of the shadow of tears, as we live in this life surrounded by sin and death, this is our comfort. And this is our peace. That your Jesus has died for you. That your Jesus has been raised for you. And that your Jesus has baptized you into life. Amen. And may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, Guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We hope you were blessed by today's Word of Hope. Hope Lutheran Church is located at 1345 Macon Street in Aurora, Colorado. Their weekly schedule is as follows. Sunday morning worship at 915, adult Bible class and youth Sunday school at 1045 a.m. On Tuesday mornings, there is a matin service at 830 a.m. with a Bible class to follow at 930 a.m. You can find out more about Hope Lutheran Church at www.hope-aurora.org. That's www.hope-aurora.org. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you in His grace.